Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome to whatever fucking episode we're on of Degenerates Clubhouse. 109, sir. 109. Amazing. Fantastic. I don't know what episode it is. I, I, I know since we're recording, it's Sunday, I'm assuming. Uh-huh. I'm guessing. Yep. Not confident about that, but you're, you're, you're saying that's the case. Uh-huh. There's football on, for sure. It's, it's a Sunday. All right. Yeah, it's been a hell of a week. How about you? Same shit, different smell, but you've had a little... It sounds like you've had a little bit more of a... More of a rough week than... Mine was just a mixed bag of dicks. A mixed bag of dicks. Good days, bad days, everything in between. Some salty, some little sour. I wouldn't know about the flavor of them. I was just to describe the size of them. You, you never... No, I've never put a dildo in my... Uh... No, not even... A, you, you weren't that flexible? Oh, no. But you tried? No. You never tried? You're lying. Tried to suck my own wee-wee? Yeah. No. Not once? Not once. Did that thought at least okay, cross your mind? I, I don't, I don't okay, believe you. So, so hear me out. <laughs> I ha- I used to. Not now. I've got a gut in the way, a yeah. beer belly. But when I was like in uh, high school, maybe even in my fir- first year in college, I was flexible enough where I could put both my legs over my head. Uh huh. And even then, my thought the thought never was like, hmm, I wonder what my dick tastes like. Wow, you Mondo. <laughs> I'm guessing you were in the massive, massive minority. I think, I think every guy. I think I. I would have assumed every guy at least once, maybe a half-hearted attempt was like, could I reach? You see, you're saying you're, you're admitting to have trying. Tried of course, it. okay. It's not even admitting. It's just like I, I'm shocked that you haven't. No, I wouldn't want to taste my own wiener. Did you ever hear <laughs> there was an urban legend when we were kids that Marilyn Manson had had yeah. some of his ribs removed so yeah. he could suck his own dick? Yeah, I heard about that. You think it's true? No, that's not true. He never had his ribs removed, but I'm sure he's tried to suck his own wee wee. Yeah, no, I know. Like again, because most most guys have that'd be a completely so normal call, thing. Call me uh, uh, you're, you're weird. A, you're a, like a self prude. Yeah, a self prude. No, because I I beat it off. I beat off every day, every other day, every yeah. day. It sounds so angry and aggressive. Hell yeah. Beat off. Earlier we were talking about you, the motion of your uh, the compactor deals. That was that's sometimes I gotta use two hands, dude. What what are like the the most aggressive violent euphemisms for like jerking off? Because there's there's choking the chicken. It's choking, choking the chicken, beating off. Like you're beating, whacking off too. That's all. It's all very like aggressive. Uh, I'm sure there's probably some UFC related euphemisms at this point. So beating off. Yeah, you're going for like the front naked choke. The front naked choke. Hmm. The front naked choke. Um, Or I'm about to give my dick the rear naked choke. Uh, that sounds more like anal sex, but uh, I'm gonna give my anaconda the rear naked. Anyway, I did not get a rib removed like Marilyn Manson, but uh, I did pop one out of place while using a hand tamper. It's it's sort of a a a hand tool that you use 
to compact earth where you just slam this thing into the ground. Do it again. Do it again. So, it's not, so I'm not exaggerating the motion. You're doing that over and over and over again. <laughs> and it's, I mean, and this is, this is to life size. Just, just so you say it's, it's a big kind of elongated motion. Anyone and, watching this stream just this second, like yeah. just, just, just joining right now, yeah. watching you do that is going to be like, I'm never watching this shit. Ever again. Or we've just tapped into a new <laughs> section of the fan base, Mondo. All of a sudden, we're we're big in the LGBTQA community. No, it's, I'm like, a, I remember there, there was a line from the movie The Rock uh -huh. that our, our mutual friend Christian Barron used to quote a lot. And it was when they were approaching Sean Connery to go assault Alcatraz. And he was telling him about his life in prison. And he's like... So like I, I, I can't do. It. He, he could. The reason, part of the reason he liked it is because he could do a spot on Sean Connery impression. Who Baron? Baron. Yeah, just this one line though, and he'd be like, he was like, it was like, yeah, I spend my days avoiding uh, reading and avoiding gang rape in the showers, but it doesn't happen as much uh, as often these days. I'm afraid I'm losing my sex appeal. <laughs> he would say that all the time. He would just be never... like, I'm afraid I'm losing my sex appeal in the Sean Connery accent. He would say it constantly, so that's why I remember it. And. uh yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. What I'm trying to say is un, un, uh, similar to Sean Connery and The Rock. I don't know if I could I could tap into that part of the, the fan base anymore. No? No. <laughs> um, but anyhow, yeah. Well, I guess what I was trying to say is I popped the rib out of place. Hurts a lot. Feels like you're getting stabbed in the back with you know maybe maybe like a, a dull steak knife. It's not fun, Mondo. Don't do it. Yeah, construction shit gets heavy. Unless you're wearing the proper PPE and safety uh, equipment to avoid such injuries. Yeah, or... there is no <laughs> there's no P PPE that, that makes vibrations not travel up your spine. Just is not how that works. You you I mean you could have gone a more expensive route of solving that problem and maybe save yourself an injury. I, I could have brought a, a mechanized jumping jack, which does the same thing, but those are like two thousand dollars. Oh no, don't do that. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'll take the rib out. <laughs> I'll take the rib out. Take the, we'll take the we'll take the rib, and uh, you know, Viking is cheaper than a jumping jack. So now that you popped your rib out of place, yeah, are you gonna reattempt uh, kissing your wee wee? The problem is it's an upper rib, oh, uh, so that wouldn't help. It's it, the pain is it's like right to the, by my shoulder blade. If it was a lower rib, <laughs> I don't know. I still don't know if that would be enough. Silver I mean, lining. Dude. Not, I'm not quite as as uh, I was never that flexible, uh, unlike Mondo, who says he's never tried to suck his own dick. Nope. Guys, this is blatant lies. We're nope. bullshit. He's he's homophobic against himself. Homophobic against myself. Yeah. I was You're like me sucking my own dick is gay. I would never do that. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. I don't know how to respond to like, like yeah, I'd never try to suck my own dick. What the hell? I I can't believe I have I've had I have to say that out loud. I never tried. Moving on to our first segment. Florida man, Florida man, causing mayhem when he can. Driving drunk as a rule. Alligators in his pool. Out. Here comes the Florida man. Oh, yeah. Florida man. St. Petersburg man jailed after attempting to carjack an Amazon driver's van. 
officers from the St. Petersburg police arrested 22-year-old Jonathan Carroll of St. Petersburg after he attempted to carjack an Amazon driver's van. The incident occurred at approximately 1 p.m. on Thursday, December 15th in uh, the 4200 block of the 12th Avenue North in St. Petersburg. The driver for Amazon was out making deliveries, and out of his truck, Carroll reportedly began to run toward the driver who was attempting to return to his van. The driver was not able to close the door fast enough, allowing Carroll uh, to be able to grab the door. Wow, these these articles, when they're written, they're just not checked for grammar. I was like, what the fuck? Anyway, Carroll entered the driver's seat after he forced open the door, and the driver escaped from the van. (laughs) So, do you think this was premeditated? Uh, like he had planned, yeah, for sure. You, you see Amazon drivers patrolling streets, especially right now at the holidays. Like a lot of people are, are getting Christmas gifts like shipped to them and shit. So Amazon theft and even mail theft is very high during the season. And yeah, this guy has probably scoped the van driving through a couple oh, times. Oh yeah, Por- porch pirates abound. Uh-huh. These t- you know, there's instead of selling the seven seas and and plundering uh, Dutch galleons, there's people stealing shit off porches but i feel like if this guy had planned it out couldn't couldn't have he just waited until the driver was walking away with their back turned you know to the front porch and then just got into the driver's seat like i don't i don't feel like this was very well coordinated on his part maybe maybe he'd planned it but the execution of this was terrible it's a guy from florida they're not they're not mastermind criminals here we're talking about florida man are, are you asserting that this gentleman is not a criminal mastermind <laughs> no he's like this guy i mean if you look at the just a picture of him you'll know he's not an intelligent person okay we're we, just because of the blank glassy stare in his eyes that just just sort of conveys a, a depth of hopelessness and and a vacant void where his brain should be and the large I don't know exactly what it is. It I think those are flames. Uh, flames? Uh, yeah, tattoo on his neck. Uh-huh. It says Rip Rich. Yeah. You're saying that this gentleman is not among the top 1% in IQ I population? Don't, I don't think he's got a high school diploma. He he might, but he would have probably stole it on a B&E. He reminds me of a chubby version of, uh, what's that guy's name? Dak? Dak? Dak Shepard. Dak Shepard in, um, in Idiocracy. Yes. Like, like a kind of a fatter, like a rounded... Yeah, you know what else he kind of looks like? <laughs> Who? Uh, you know what? I don't want to say that. Um, <laughs> hey, you don't want to be mean to someone we know. Um, he looks like a, like, like a young, fat Garth Brooks trying to be sure. a gangster. But yeah, I, I definitely think this whole thing could have been coordinated better. Let's give credit where credit was due. Okay. This guy's like, mm, porch piracy? Nah, you know, people have ring cameras. They've got this... I'm just gonna go directly to the source. Yeah, you know, he, he, and get more packages too. It's not just like getting one box. Like, yeah, you take exactly. The van, you've got you get hundreds all of the cool, boxes. Yeah, you got a bunch of cool shit. And he, you know what? And he knows his lane, right? He's like armed car robbery, probably above Mike Prey grade. Too much. There's gonna be guards. There's gonna be guns. I mean, you know, if if he did, if this was an armed robbery story, this would have been like. Florida man shoots himself in his own nuts while trying to rob an armed car. He knew he wasn't ready for that. Yeah, yeah. You got you to work your way up to, to supervillain. He's only at the criminal mastermind stage. So he's like Amazon truck. <laughs> so so that, how could this possibly go wrong? This foolproof plan by this budding criminal genius. What happened? 
Carol reportedly attempted to steal the van, but was unable to get the van into gear. <laughs> Carol God was, damn it. Followed by stick shifts. <laughs> fucking damn it. Carol was taken into custody and stated to the police on a body-worn camera that he was armed with a box cutter and his intent was to steal the vehicle. The Amazon driver did not observe the box cutter. Carol was charged with carjacking with a weapon, violation of probation from a previous robbery, and violation of tampering with an electronic motoring monitoring device. Jesus. So he, yeah, so he's already in trouble, has a fucking ankle bracelet or some shit, <laughs> and so, a box cutter. He's like, I'm fucking steal this van. That's what I'm saying. He may have a high school diploma. It just isn't his. Yeah. He was like doing a B and E. He's like, I'm going to take this TV and but ooh, high school diploma. I don't have one of those. Boom. Mama said I never get one. I showed her. <laughs> But it was, it really, you know, the the classic Scooby-Doo ending is like, I would have gotten away for, uh, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. And in his case, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for that fucking stick shift. That fucking stick shift. Can you drive a stick shift? No, I don't. I need to learn how. I've never had. You don't. You really don't need to learn how. There's no, no possible reason. Well, if I ever want to buy like an older car that's only, you know. Yeah, except pretty pretty soon, like definitely within our lifetimes, it's going to be electric. Yeah, and they're not making elect like stick shift electric cars. What if what if what if someone makes it like a stick shift just for nostalgic reason? Like, probably, but those will be like, stupid expensive. It's going to be one of those things where it's like it's actually worse technology, but it's more expensive because it's ooh, it's fancy and. and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're paying a premium for nostalgia, basically. Still, I would I wouldn't mind learning how to drive stick, but it just I right. never. I mean, I'll teach you if you want. Yeah, well, I'm gonna fuck your car up. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Dude, my my, if you remember, I had that little black car. Uh-huh. Um, when we were in college. Oh yeah, I remember I, that car. And I had to get that stick shift replaced because. Uh, our our friend Tori f- fucked it up when I was teaching him how to drive. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that car coming back from some party somewhere and literally we parked in Ball Hall parking lot, opened the door and I yacked like right and you're like fucking Mondo like you're like yes I was, I was very proud of you. <laughs> Good job. You didn't fucking do it in the car. <laughs> yeah. uh, in, in hindsight, I would have gotten a more passenger friendly car if yeah. I'd really thought thought it through. But I, I was just anticipating doing long drives when I bought that. Yeah. And that car was powered by like two hamsters and a gerbil. You just you just fed them lettuce and then they could run for about 2,000 miles. So very, very fuel efficient. Ham, hamster wheels? Yeah. All right. The, the Toyota Celica with the two hamster power engine. Anyway, back to Florida Man story. Uh, don't be a Grinch and don't steal Amazon trucks, you fuckers. People, I've had package stolen from me. It fortunately it was a gift to me, so I didn't feel bad. Like I, I would have felt worse if like someone's if I bought someone a gift and it got got stolen. You know, mm-hmm. because the things were for me. I'm like, well, fuck it, whatever. They're lost. People stole my shit. Anyway, don't be a Grinch. Don't fuck up people's Christmases. Moving on to ask Reddit. Reddit question number one, Aaron. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about couples that live separately or sleep in separate bed bedrooms with different bathrooms? Uh, well, you you said that that's the situation your your parents are in. Oh yeah, my my folks completely. My mom's got the master bedroom. Mm-hmm. Her, her she's got a queen for her to herself and her own bathroom. 
That bathroom doesn't have a shower though, but otherwise it's mm-hmm. like a you know she can go do her thing in there, do her deeds. And my dad, <laughs> he's 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 basically sleeping in what used to be the kids' playroom because nice. when my parents bought that house, it was three bedrooms, and it was like one was for my sister, one was for my brother. Eventually, my brother and my sister both moved out. So they have empty bedrooms, and one of them was like the kids' playroom. But dad, one day, or I don't know if it, him and my mom got into it, they're just like, fuck it. We're going to each have our own beds, separate bedrooms. And how is that situation working out? They both, um, my mom works like graveyard. I think it works great for them. She, she works like graveyard, like fucked up hours. Mm. So she's not waking my dad up, and my dad's not waking her up, vice versa. So, like, having like that ability to sleep and get rest for them is like i think it works out perfectly but aside from that you know um i don't think there's any complaints from either i'm sure my dad you know still wants to get some nookie and it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of hard when your wife's in another bedroom you know i i do, do they are they you know like when uh there's like little kids and they you plan sleepovers yeah. Do they ever do sleepovers? It's like, all I right, I don't know. We're going to build a pillow fort tonight. You come over to my You come to over my, to my bedroom? I, I guess the pillow fort would be in the the, the, pl- middle. the the child's playroom. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we'll just we'll just be in the pillow fort. Yeah. Tell ghost stories. Yeah, but uh I mean, I would I I would be cool with it. Like if I ever got uh hitched with a, you know, it's nice to have a little little warm body next to you. So if you ever want to give a little sneak a little you know what I mean? But being able to like, I love tossing and turning, dude. I don't sleep. I don't sleep still. I don't, I move around a lot. So having like a big bed to myself is like, fuck yeah. You, you go to your bedroom. I'll, I'll sleep in mine. I don't think chicks would be good with that though. <laughs> I think most girls would probably be like, fuck you. We're sleeping in the same bed. Yeah. I think it's, it's kind of, I think they, they process that all differently. For guys, I don't think we'd automatically see it as like, oh, there's a problem in the relationship or like we're not as, you know, just because there there isn't the physical closeness, that doesn't mean there's some sort of emotional distance between us. But I, I think they'd see it more like that. Yeah. And I think also for, for some women, though, just sleeping in the same room makes them feel safer and protected. And yeah. there's that element to it where like we just don't process it quite the same. I'm just gonna buy bunk beds. <laughs> I get the bottom bunk. <laughs> I remember actually talking with this subject about the subject with a girl on a date, uh-huh. and I was kind of like you. I was like, "Oh yeah, I could see the real benefits of it," and she was horrified. She was like, "What? Like, no, I never want to do that." And I think that might have been that whole conversation might have been the exact moment when she was like, "Oh no, this isn't the do for me." <laughs> it's, it's emotionally distant motherfucker. I don't know. I and mean, it's it'd be tricky for me. I mean, I've always been um, you know, I was an only child, so grew up not only obviously sleeping in the bed by myself, but sleeping in a room by myself. And I think the that one year when Lawrence and I lived in um was it Harris? Is that the name of the dorm? Uh the ones way up top. Yeah, Harris. Yeah, but yeah, when Lawrence and I were roommates. I think it was the only time I ever slept with somebody else in the same room my whole life. So it would be quite a transition. How was that? That was fun. I, I think at the time I thought, oh, like we're just really compatible roommates. Yeah. And looking back, I'm like, no, I think Lawrence was just a probably an exceptional roommate and yeah. very. He's super down to earth. He doesn't seem like very like drama, you know. But not even drama. I think he was probably very considerate to the point where 
I felt like we were compatible because he was doing little things to to keep it feeling like it was compatible, and it wasn't so much me; it was more just him. Yeah, uh, I I always felt bad. I I still feel a little bit bad because I remember when I was trying to find a room. Like I I had been in apartments um, the year before, and I was like, no, I got to move back on campus. I remember you know asking the RAs, and they're like, oh well, there's there's an open bed in in that room with like Lawrence. I was like, oh great, I know him. And then I remember asking, like, oh, but is he going to get a, a, a single if I don't move in? And they're like, no, probably not. They're, we're probably, you know, chances are we will end up putting somebody in with him, even if it's not you. But we never know. He Lawrence that whole time. Maybe there's there's an alternate timeline where Lawrence had a single for the whole year. <laughs> and and he could have just really, really let his freak flag fly with, with uh, Metaphonians and, and sorority girls. But... He had a girlfriend, though. He always had girlfriends. Oh, he did, but the, the, <laughs> their, their comings and goings in the room were very limited because I was there. So so if, that, if that's the case, I apologize, Lawrence. I'm sorry. You're, you think you were cock-blocking him? I don't think so. I think Loud Dog was getting some. Oh, no, he was, but <laughs> but I'm just saying that, that could have been expanded had he had the room all to himself, but we'll never know. The, the RA told me that they were probably going to move someone in regardless, so... That's what that's what I told myself. Lawrence was a great roommate. I I don't know if if uh, and and to to wrap it all up, yeah, I, I don't I don't know how how I would feel about the two bedroom thing. I think I, I'm like you. I'd be fine with it, but girls maybe not so much. Let's see what some of the uh, redditors have had to say for that question. Uh, the user the bat four eighty one writes: We sleep in separate rooms because my husband snores and I have bad bouts of insomnia. <laughs> yeah, that probably would have solved uh, at least one of my relationships, or how it would have helped. I <laughs> uh, won't get into that. Um, user Majigger one one nine nine eight eight two three. I love your name, Majigger. Uh, my wife and I do this. Originally started because we worked opposite schedules. Absolutely the best thing for our marriage. We snuggled in bed together before sleeping. Still have plenty of physical intimacy, but at the same time. Both get to have the best sleep possible we can have in our own beds. Uh, let's see. Last one I will read. User Inez13 writes, Never took it so far that we sleep in a different bed, but we sleep with our own blankets, and it's a fucking life-changing. Ha, 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 ha. So, yeah, I think, you know, I don't know if, um, I don't know if we're, if we're like, it that we're supposed to be two people in one bed. We're just not designed to, you know, we're, we, Move around. We toss, we turn, we, you know. So I don't think there's anything wrong with just saying, getting a little, little nooky and then sending the bitch on her way. Go to your bedroom. Go to your bed. Uh, Reddit question number two. Aaron, what's something extremely popular, but you just can't give a fuck about it? Yeah, you said you had an answer for this. I do. My answer is simple. It's uh, TikTok. TikTok mm. is like, I've... My mom sends me TikToks. I don't I don't have the app. I don't even bother to watch the videos. I don't I don't care to know like all this stuff people people are like it used to be it used to be social media stuff was like, "Oh, this is random thing I caught in video or I'm rent." And now people are like it's all being staged with the intention of like, "Hey, look at me. I I want to be popular." So it's all just fake. It's all people trying to get their 10 seconds of fame and I just I can't stomach it. It's kind of it's kind of gross, so I just I just avoid TikTok altogether. I know a lot of fucking girls love using that shit, but no, I'm 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 good. Is it so? 
Yeah, I've never watched TikTok and I've barely ever used Facebook. Uh, now I use it a lot more for the marketplace just to yeah. find used tools and um, things like that. But does TikTok have a lot of these weird, like, I don't even know what to call them. There, there are videos that I will Facebook will occasionally try to make me watch uh-huh. where it's someone presenting this scenario like it's a real thing. Yeah. And, and it's just sort of poorly acted yeah and it's there's like, a lot of them there's a lot it, of them. is that what tiktok is or what TikTok, i don't even understand the concept TikTok of tiktok is, tiktok is that i think i think it's the one where you can post like a video clip and a lot a lot of it is like girls dancing and like performing a route like a dance routine when they videotape themselves doing it to like a song and like you get followers and it's just it's just another yeah well that that that's a lot of what Instagram has become now, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I understand. the. I, I have downloaded TikTok. I've looked at it for a second. I just don't really... I understand the format of the app. I just don't know what sort of content ends up on there. A lot of dumb shit. That's why I don't even bother. It's not... That's, that's why I still like YouTube, because there is also a lot of dumb shit on YouTube. But there's also some like very well thought out, like scripted. You know, people spend a lot of time working on it, and... I think the longer video format just allows for that. I'm, I I'm on board with you. I can't. I can't give a fuck about anything on Facebook other than the marketplace <laughs> or TikTok. I'm like, if I want good videos, I'll go to YouTube. I don't need to hear people. There, there are like tiers of dumb takes, uh-huh. and if you want the dumbest takes of all, <laughs> you go to like Facebook, <laughs> where it's just. Uh, it, I I didn't have a Facebook for a number of years, I like four or five years. I had it, but I just like deactivated it or whatever, and I got back on because I was doing some like uh, sports cards trading bullshit. But but yeah, tick and even Instagram, although like I I am on fucking Instagram and Facebook all the time now, or more than I want to be. Yeah, just social media in general. I'm not a big. Yeah, Facebook is just a bunch of <laughs> how many how many of my uh, my friends on Facebook have I unfollowed quote unquote unfollowed meaning you like silence them for like thirty days or sixty days or something just because people shit post and it's just like attention seeking and and yeah I just uh, I'm like hey man or or woman like I love you guys but I just can't I can't read your shit it's <laughs> it's just annoying me. Let's see what some of the Redders had to say about user Bubbles the Mushroom writes, Celebrities, I just don't get the hype. They're rich people just living life. I can't be bothered to pay attention to my own life, and you want me to care about somebody I saw in a movie? Oh, that's a good one. And not, okay, celebrities, but there's, all, there's, there's different tiers of celebrities, yeah. and particularly the ones who are famous for being famous. Right. Those ones are fucking uh, gross. Like, again, the Kardashians. It's gross. It's gross. I mean, and I, there's some of that too, because there's some some celebrities who are famous for other things, and you just really can't care too much about their social lives. But the, yeah, the ones who are famous just for being famous, yeah, that's just the a a black hole where intellect goes to die. Yeah, there's no, there's no, uh, they're not known for a, for a talent of any other than being famous. That that's silly. Uh, User Smyklinshish writes, influencers, they have a different vibe than I have aspired to have. Different ways of expressing themselves, different values, different beauty standards, etc. Yeah, influencers are, are other people that are fucking gross. 
And then then these people fucking make tons of money doing it. Uh, the, but, uh, the, the funniest, okay. This I did follow a little bit, and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> there, there, there isn't a, a an influencer because there's there's people who are dubbed influencers, but they're really more content creators. They're like I said, they're making well thought out videos, so much so so forth and so on. But the the influencers are like the ones who are like, well, I want to get a social media following just to be famous and and have a internet presence, and like they're not really putting out anything of that much substance. So so there's this guy who. That was his goal. I want to be a famous influencer and build a brand. And his whole shtick was he he called himself Deliver King. Oh yeah, that guy. He's like <laughs> just first of all, he's tiny. He's like five foot six, but super super jacked little fucking dwarf of a man. Like abdominal muscles popping out. Like there's like six little babies. It's like a cartoon trying to yeah escape out of his stomach. Uh, huge beard, like giant biceps. And according to Deliver King. You, if you, what is it? If you live the the ancestral lifestyle like him, and you eat raw liver and meat and everything, and you you do his his ancestral workouts, that's how you can become like the Liver King uh-huh. and just be a jacked little dwarf. Uh-huh. And everyone who's ever seen him is like, oh yeah, this motherfucker's on steroids. Yeah, like obviously, yeah. there's no way a natural body looks like that. And no, 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 said the Liver King. I, I only inject myself with liver and beef and <laughs> I guess like an email of <laughs> where he was like contacting his, his steroid supplier saying like this, this stack that I'm doing doesn't make me look shredded enough. Yeah. Came out. And the funniest thing, apparently this dude was spending 11 K a month. Wow. On steroids. Holy shit. <laughs> and that wasn't enough. He's like, dude, I need more. I need to, I need to be just even more comically jacked. And then this, this all came out and, uh, and to the shock of no one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, yeah, obviously, obviously the liver King was on steroids. Um, this story was just, I, I forget how I found, I think I saw it on Reddit and it, I, I only, I only knew who he was because I think he'd gone to an MMA event or something, but I, I find this whole story hilarious. So I guess maybe I get sucked into uh influencer drama too sometimes. Yeah. There's some times where I'm watching like a UFC fight and then there'll be, you know, cause Dana White's all about social media. He, he loves the celebrity attention. So he'll get like influencers and fucking people like that to go to the UFC fights and just sit ringside and be like, Hey, look, the, that one guy that did that one thing is here. Like, <laughs> It's we're we're famous because that guy's here, you know. It's it's silly, uh, but yeah, he's Liver King was at one of the UFC fights and and yeah, everyone was like, yeah, you're fucking roided out, bro. There's no way. There's no way. Um, last one for that question. I'll read back to back to Bach. That's the username. Writes gender reveal parties. <laughs> I don't know. To have a party to reveal your gen your baby's gender is kind of much. I, I get it's a woman thing. I don't know. There's a baby shower and all that nonsense, but as, as long as you don't burn down my house because you try to set off fireworks and start a giant fire, yeah, knock yourself out. Yeah, I mean literally, like if if you have some sort of a la- elaborate Rube Gold mechanism, what is it? No, Rube Goldberg. Yeah, Rube Goldberg mechanism that that's supposed to, and then you literally end up knocking yourself out. Fine, <laughs> you know the the. The baby's going to have a parent with some brain damage, but you probably had a little already. Cool. You do you. Just don't, <laughs> do not use pyrotechnics 
at your gender reveal parties. I, I have a, a customer who owns a, a, a drag a drag car, and uh, for his, I think it's his son's. Well, like he like dresses the car, the car up like a girl. No, no. Um, his son. It, I don't know if it was his son's uh, or basically his his grandchild's uh, gender reveal party. The parents of the grandchild, uh, they did something where they dyed the smoke. That so when you do a burnout and a dragster burns out a bunch of smoke, and so they they did something with the dye on the smoke to make it come out come out the color of the gender, and apparently like they didn't plan it very well, and that smoke ended up like causing like an entire like amount of damage of paint. Like he had to repaint his dragster basically because of the fucking uh, the smoke just fucking ruining his car. And like it's not a cheap. <laughs> Anyone that knows anything about automotive stuff, a, a drag car is not a cheap little investment. It's a, it's a pricey fucking little hobby. But that was it for uh, Ask Reddit. Last segment of the day will be Binge or Purge Willow episode four. So so sure. Just to to recap. In episode three, they had let the princess, the, what was her name, Laura Dannon, like the, the sorceress and the one hope for their universe, wander off for like the seven millionth time. They, they have an issue with that. They're like, she's the most important thing and the only possible way we can save our world. And we're just going to forget about her for long stretches of time. And, but then, I knew, I knew, by the way, I knew you were thinking that too. <laughs> Aaron sent me a photo of uh, of Florida man and Dude, someone he thinks looks like that's uncanny. Yeah. What do you mean? I think <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple differences there, but okay. Yeah. I, but I knew you were thinking the, that the neck tattoo in 20 years. That's it. Yeah, um, that could have been that could have been something that. Uh, anyway, moving on. Back to back to Bidger Persian Willow. Yeah. So, so anyhow, <laughs> so, so they in a, in a very uneven and sort of all over the place episode three, they finally managed to to get her back. Although um, Prince Friendzone, <laughs> I think that's what I'm calling him. Prince Friendzone, you know, gets gets uh, zombie bitten. Yeah. Or, or what? I mean, I, we don't really. It's not really clear exactly what it is. This this affliction that turns them into servants of of the crone, I guess, and. Then they they you know go back along their merry way and episode three ends when they arrive at Castle Grayskull. Yeah, <laughs> what were we, we we were trying to figure out what it was and yeah, so it turns out to be that, that castle is like where the the prior witch from the Willow movie Bad Bad Morda Bathmorda or Bad ba- yeah something, something like that like Bathmorda Bathmorda Bav Bav, Bav. yeah Bav we got it. So the, we so got the, there the evil witch from Willow that's her that's her basically her crib. That's her, basically her fucking, you know. You know what? I want to call her Bathmorda. Bathmorda? Take a bath, you're filthy Bathmorda. Bathmorda. Um, so, yeah. So, a lot of this episode is them just scooby-dooing their way around the haunted castle. Yeah. W- Willow and, uh, and Allura Dannon are trying to cure Prince Frenzone from his zombie curse. And they're sending everyone around the castle yeah, to, once again, to gather they, ingredients. They, yeah, once again, they, they, let's split up and figure this thing out. Instead <laughs> of like trying to anyway, work together, they're like, all go in different directions. And The other part too is there's, there's like these like really obscure ingredients. It's like, oh, this is going to be super hard to find this thing. Uh-huh. Like, Or it'll be in the first place we look. <laughs> yeah. Super easy. So so there's a lot of that. And 
then and then you know they have some some visions they're they're being you know lured in different directions uh what's his name borman is very obsessed with a door that uh-huh. he thinks has treasure behind it yeah it's a little unclear to whoa i almost hit myself in the face with the microphone it's a little bit unclear to me what the character is supposed to be experiencing from because when we're watching it as a viewer like we're like oh that door is creepy as fuck and there's strange voices coming from behind it and this doesn't seem to register with the character at all. He's like, oh, that's where the treasure is. I just got to get back there. So maybe there's a little bit of like a siren's call thing going on. We don't yeah. know. They don't explain it. And <laughs> and then the 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 uh, Kit and the Flag Smasher girl, you know, they both think they're being attacked by different things. Uh, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, there's one part where, again, Laura Dannon is, is talking to Kit and then she rounds a corner and she just dis- disappears. Part of part of this episode's arc is is Laura Dannon learning to believe in herself through the power of friendship that she does have <laughs> magical properties. Um, so I think I mean we we could kind of take it step by step. But did you did you think this episode was a recovery? Was it stronger than episode three? Like how? It was for me, but that's because what episode three kind of sucked for me. It I was thought, episode three was very bad. Episode four, that whole like you said, the whole Scooby Doo kind of element to it, kind of was like, okay, I could get with this just for one episode. Don't make the entire season like this, but for the one episode, okay, cool. Like this is, I dig it. <laughs> that, oh, and that was it. That was the thing they, they needed the Malatrium, which is a special book that Beth Morta had, and they're like. And it's supposed to be this powerful spell book. And they're like, oh, she just left it here. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> like, we just go get it. Very easy. The, the one thing that I think I was very impressed by in this episode was there were a lot of, in the context of the actual scene, they wanted to include flashbacks from the movie. And I could, I could imagine this conversation in these poor uh, VFX artists where they're like, <laughs> okay, well, here's what we want you to do. We, you know, we're gonna film this like ultra, you know, high definition 4K scene, and then we want you to take footage from like a beat up like 1980s VHS tape, yeah, and like cut it like into the super high definition 4K footage and make it look like the characters from the VHS tape are just walking through the scene. You could do that, right? And they're like, uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy. <laughs> but I actually, I think the way they did it worked. I, I had not seen that effect before. And I thought it looked cool. It didn't look bad. I think, like I said, they, they, they there's moments where they do exercise their VFX. And there's sometimes where it's like, uh, you just went with the cheesiest thing available. But you, there are concessions that had to be made, right? Because this is a series. So those those VFX artists, they have a, a very limited timeline. Yeah. There's, I'm sure there's plenty of things that they're like, oh, if I just had an extra week, I could do this thing way better. But we have to get the shot turned around. And then their, their you know, budget's also limited. So I, that was one where I think they found probably a fairly time efficient and economical way to do it. So I thought that was cool. But yeah, this 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 whole episode was very flashback heavy. You're, you're finding out about baby Alora Dannon and her mother, and she's like, "Oh, my mother loved me. I want my mother." There's a lot of that. <laughs> this is a very this is a very angsty episode for all the characters. Are are any of the characters actually growing on you at this point? I still don't. I still don't like like Kit. <laughs> she's not. Yeah, she's she started off on the wrong foot with me, and she's. I still don't really like her. I still there's still things about her I, I dislike. 
Borman's funny as shit. His he's just he's both he serves the purpose of like he's he's the fighter guy character, but he's also like comic relief type of shit in it in his moments. No, I don't know. I don't know. I I I I, I think like Elora Denon for sure. You know she's cool. I like her. She's a little hottie. She's I, I, for sure that she's for sure the heroine in the. Oh yeah, yeah. She's got the MC vibes, which is the weird part because again, there's a part in this where Willow has a little temper tantrum, and he's like, "If you're not gonna help, just get out of here. Go." And it's like, <laughs> "No, did you, did you not remember the part just last episode where she got kidnapped? Stop sending her off by herself." And then yeah, Kit Kit was very very bitchy. It was it was on brand with her character. Bitching the whole episode about having to go fetch ingredients, she did not like that. Yeah, she she's a, a princess and she is not to be ordered around by Muffin Girl <laughs> slash Supreme Sorceress. I like how they're like, and the last ingredient we're looking for, we just can't find it. Where do they get it? Well, the rats eat this stuff, so it must be. Well, that's actually true. <laughs> that was possums. I think possums, oh, possums actually do eat nightshade. Yeah. They wanted to add one little obstacle because they're like, hmm, everything else they've had to get has been incredibly, incredibly easy. So we have to make this one just slightly more difficult. And I think they thought it'd be funny to see Kit walking around with a dead possum. I think (laughs) that was their their thing with that. Jade, that was the flagship uh, smasher girl's character name. Uh, She's she's complaining a lot too. She doesn't think being a knight is all that it's cracked up to be. She has a little emotional moment with Borman where he's like, eh, fucking is what it is. And she hugs him. I guess, I guess Alora Dannon and then maybe to a lesser extent Borman are the only likable characters at this point. Yeah. Like Willow is having a lot of little angsty temper tantrums, even though he's supposed to be a wise sorcerer. Kid is insufferable. Yeah. And Jade's like just kind of there. Yeah. Oh, Prince Friendzone. He's not too bad, except now he's possessed and, you know, he's, he's a demon. <laughs> so that's Prince Friendzone. <laughs> oh, yeah. We do find out about. Uh, a little bit of his backstory. He's got scars all over his chest. Yeah, they rip off his shirt. And they're like, oh my God, look at all this the demon is doing. He's like, no, those were there before. <laughs> and, and Laura Dannon was a little bit turned on by it. Yeah, she got a little woman boner. She got a little wet. Are they are they trying to are they trying to pair this couple up? I don't know. Laura Dannon and Prince Friendzone? I don't know. I don't know. Because I still feel like Laura Dannon and, uh, and uh, Prince Fuckboy, or what'd you call him? Yeah, Prince Fuckboy and Prince and Laura Dan are still supposed to be like the ones to get together. But is this one of these things where it's like, the, I was chasing this love the whole time, and it was, it was right actually here. in front of me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. That again, that actor. Whenever you cast, because he's he's, I think he's one of the higher profile actors as far as his name. So we don't. Do you even know his name? I'm just saying. No, I don't. He's but. been in a lot of stuff. You're correct, but I, I don't even know his name. I uh, I did read his bio, and apparently he's Hispanic, but he changed his name to sound more white. I forget what it is. Hold on, we'll look it up now that we're talking about. Yeah, it. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember, because yeah, he's he's been in a ton of stuff. His name is Tony Revolori, but it's actually he's he was born in. I his, thought he was Indian. No, he's uh he was born in Anaheim, California. He's actually Hispanic named Anthony Canones, but changed his name to Tony Revolori to be like, you know, have the actor pseudonym. Sure. Yeah. He, he always has very sort of understated performances. Yeah. But not, not bad, you know, not bad. Like, I think they're good, but they're just. Uh... So, yeah. So what I was saying was like, anytime they cast, again, he's like probably the bigger of the names as far as uh, actors come and go. 
And for them to cast this character that you would have otherwise thought is to be like a, a secondary character, they, they cast him for a reason. Like he's going to have to, he's going to be a, a bigger part, I'm sure, in the plot somehow. So will he fall in love with Elora Dannon? I don't know. Maybe. Or maybe it's just like a, a love triangle thing. And then at the end, she still falls in love with uh, Fuckboy. You know, that's what I think, at least. They're, they've they've got to be, because uh, obviously him and Kit probably not going to work out. No, 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 In, no. Unless, unless, like we were talking about before, they do the separate beds thing. <laughs> no, because then Kit... And, and she, she's just, uh, you know, she's just got her side pieces. No, because Kit's a lesbian. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's it's a marriage of, of convenience, and then you got the separate bedroom, so, so <laughs> Kit, Kit, Kit can... She can become queen fuck girl. Queen fuck girl? Yeah, so she can, she can have her side pieces. You know, they have the marriage for, for the realm or whatever. And you know, and then she's just getting all kinds of scissoring on the side. I'm getting, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting a uh, Renera Targaryen vibes, where she was just fucking all kinds of dudes, side dick and and knights and shit. You know. <laughs> yeah, but Renera at least understood her duty a little bit. Way less insufferable. Yeah, yeah. She, you know, she was a little angsty as a teenager, but Kiss just a straight up biatch. Like, yeah, they they. <laughs> <laughs> they they managed to make and I'm blanking on her name. You just said it. Uh, Kit? No, no, uh Renera. Uh they managed to make her both kind of teenage girl angsty, but still somehow likable at the same time. Yeah. Which is that was a that was a tricky feat, right? When you, anytime you have this sort of entitled, privileged princess who's also angsty and to make that sort of archetype likable, very, very difficult. Yeah. The the uh Writers, House of House of the Dragon accomplished it. Writers <laughs> of Willow, you know, not so much. But see, but but again, what's what's the direction that they're trying to make with Kit? Is is she going to? You think she's going to be at some point like the, a character that gets redemption, or is it she just going to be a bitch and that's it throughout the entire series? I, I think they're they're going to send her to a conversion camp. She's going to shed her lesbian tendencies. Because they find out that it's choice and it's not something biological. <laughs> and then she's like, no, I just like dudes now. I'm going to serve my my place as queen in the realm. Do you think, uh, I don't know. I I, I, I don't know. I, I can't remember. Is Disney is Disney like that? I can't remember what their political affiliations are. At well, this I mean, point. they're obviously having the lesbian shit thing going yeah, on right, right now. So they're, they got to be at least somewhat okay with it. How far they will go with it, though, or how far they will push it, it's a different story thing like will you're, they you're right i'm I, no I, I forgot disney and and the florida governor were fighting so it's probably the other way around <laughs> this this would that would have been the, the plot line if like fox news was pro, pro, uh, producing willow yeah. but yeah i guess disney's all about the the uh the rainbow the, the the rainbow and female empowerment and stuff which is which is great when as long as it's not a distraction or taking away from the story, I, that that part of it hasn't bothered me. But yet. it also doesn't have to be everywhere on every show. No, everywhere, everything, every single show. Jesus, do we have any lesbian or gay characters in Andor? Probably. If we thought, if we think about it, there's probably some gay and or lesbian characters in Andor. Yeah, but it didn't really. Um, it it, 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 it wasn't hell. one that like really. Or hell, there's aliens, so we'll, we never know what kind of body parts aliens have. So they're just like, fuck, everybody fucks everything. <laughs> all hands are on. Just do it. Do it all. <laughs> yeah, here's the other question. Actually, no, no, no. That's too much of a tangent. I've been, <laughs> I've been all over the place. I, guys, I'm trying to focus this episode. It's all right. It's not easy. 
This is, uh, you know, when, when you have a, a rib punk, like, sticking in your back, you don't sleep real well. Anyhow, how are we doing on time, Mondo? We're about 50 minutes in. All right. So. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up in a second. So, so anyhow, they, they all managed to kind of make it back. You know, they, they reconvene in Castle Grayskull. <laughs> castle Grayskull. Isn't that, I mean, it's just a big sort of spooky random castle. Yeah. Okay, and this is this is this is why this is why I think they are the writers are shipping uh, Prince Friendzone and Alora Dannon because she she they're trying to do this spell. They love repeating things in the show, right? They love spells where you just repeat it over and over again. Uh-huh. But that wasn't working for her, and they they do the whole like you just have to believe in yourself and be you, right? Uh-huh. I forget what the line is, but it was pretty close to that. It's like you do you, Alora Dannon. We believe in you. Power of friendship. Go. So instead of casting the spell, she like starts to lean in like she's going to kiss Prince yeah. Friendzone. And you're yeah. like, like, wait, what? This is He's hideous and grotesque right now. It's basically like uh, the Green Mile moment where like she sucks out the bad juju out of him, <laughs> out of his mouth. She, she sucks it out of him. Yeah. And you're like, wow, that was very sexual, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. Both a little disturbed and a little turned on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that was another part where I'm like, oh, they had them almost kiss. Yeah. All right, Disney writers, see what you're doing. But so she saves him, and then they just sort of continue on their merry way. Is that was that basically? Yeah. So this this was I felt like a little bit of a bottleneck episode. Yeah. Meaning it didn't really advance the plot too much, right? Yeah. There was this this problem that they created sort of out of nowhere uh, at the end of episode three. And then they're like, okay, we have this sort of self-contained Scooby-Doo castle uh, episode four. We have to solve the problem that we just created for no reason. They could have also just not had him, uh, had Prince Renzone get zombie afflicted. And then we could have just skipped this whole episode and moved right to episode four. And nothing would have been different. Maybe they're using it as a vehicle to, again, create that love triangle. Yeah, we got we got a little bit of character development, right? We we got a little bit of the love triangle. We got we got Kit finally telling Alora Dannon that she made the uh, the plant spell. Now I think that was supposed to be a big moment, and it just really wasn't. Where she begrudgingly, yeah, she's like she's like, oh, by the way, you actually did do magic, and I'm just now telling you this because reasons. Um, because I'm a fucking bitch. Pretty much. Worst character ever. <laughs> and uh, Borman's still Borman. So really, really not that much character development. I can't remember. Was it Borman that called out the lesbians? Yes. Man, that was funny. That was, was like, <laughs> he's like, come on, everybody knows. And they look at each other like... <laughs> well, they're, they're like... Because uh, they're, they're going through the haunted castle and they're seeing visions and things that may or may not be there. And they're like, Borman, tell us something that only Borman would know. And he's like, well, clearly you two have the hots for each other. They're like, no, we don't. He's like, yeah. <laughs> um, Borman does not only have a gaydar, he's got a, what is the lesbian equivalent of gaydar? A lesdar. Lesdar? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, his is finely tuned. Actually, I guess it's, I guess it would still be gaydar, it's still wouldn't be it? still be gaydar, yeah. it still be gaydar. Uh, anyhow, the, the one thing that I was I was sort of keeping in mind, and then I'll just wrap this, wrap this whole thing up on this. Obviously... This series is aimed a lot closer to, for children, right? Yes. This is like pro- probably not even teenagers. This feels like a tween show yep. to me, which which is fine. I, you know, I'm enjoying watching it. Even the great J.R.R. Tolkien of Lord of the Rings fame 
when he wrote The Hobbit, which was for his young son, like that's actually, I don't know if you knew that that was how The Hobbit started. He was just, Tolkien was just telling his, I think it was his son Christopher, bedtime stories, and it became The Hobbit. And he ended up writing it all down. It was a lot more episodic, where it's like, oh, here's the chapter where they meet a troll and Bilbo just has to basically stall for time and he tricks the troll and then the sun comes up and they turn to stone. And it, and it was like, what what was the point of all that? It didn't really have anything to do with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So those sort of little episodic moments in, in something like The Hobbit actually aren't that far off from Castle Grayskull here. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, it's kind of entertaining. It's a little aside. They didn't really move the story for it. Not, not too much. Yeah. But so I think that's okay. I think it's a much easier sort of story to process for, for younger kids. So maybe, I guess I will pose you this question. Do you, th- you think we, and mostly me, uh, are being too hard on poor Willow? These, these little Disney screenwriters trying their best to write a fun story for tweens. And we're like, you need better story structure and character development. No, no, I think I think they should try to be better. I mean, if they're they they shouldn't they shouldn't just spit out shows just to spit out shows. These days everything's about making money and just to make a show just to fucking shit it out. They they have they have the backing to like I don't know how much financial backing they have, but it could be done better. I just don't think that Well, yeah, that is the part that always confuses me because one of the cheapest parts of any of this is the screenwriters. Right? I don't know. I don't know the, how that works. The, you you couldn't get a good screenwriter for a, a fraction of when, when, like when you're looking at like VFX and actors and and like in the scope of the budget, that's a pretty small chunk. And they always seem to ignore that. That I'm actually trying to see what the Willow series paid. But you know what, Mondo, I agree with you. They could do better because <laughs> um, I think yeah, there there are kid shows that are still extremely well written, just because maybe you've got a simpler subject matter you're not you're not trying to be dark and gritty and gory doesn't mean you can't still have good writing so you know what i, I agree I, with you but i also though. think that they owe it to the people that i'm not, like there's not as we said it before there's not that many like die hard willow fans but willow did have a special place in a lot of people's memory like when we were kids and like you got to just do it justice don't fucking don't fuck it up like like cobra kai made the karate kid movies better like it didn't ruin it it didn't fuck it up it's its own thing but it like it just made the original story that much more like i went back and watched the first three karate kids like after watching cobra kai the show so yeah if you're gonna go if you're gonna kind of i wouldn't say do a redux on some old 80s show or some old like nostalgic show that we enjoyed when we were kids do a good job of it don't fuck it up don't fuck it up so that we when we look back to the movie The Willow, we're like, God damn it, I hate that movie just because the fucking show fucked it up for me, you know. So you are correct. <laughs> I agree, Mondo. We're because Cobra Kai. That is also that's a show for anyone, but it's probably still more for teenagers. And you know, it, it's a show. It's, it's you it's, think though? It's, it's a there's it's a little bit of stuff for everyone, but it's largely a show about teenagers in high school doing karate. True. Uh, but then yes, then you have. Although you're you're right though, because in the first series, I guess in a way, like the main character is Johnny Lawrence, so yeah, it's it's got a little bit for everyone, yeah, similar to Stranger Things, but but yeah, you you can do a kid show and still make it good, right? So Aaron and I are we talked about this off air before we started recording. Next week is Christmas Day, 
And then the week after that is January 1st, New Year's Day. Uh, we will not be having episodes those two weeks. Basically, we're both having our Christmas breaks. <laughs> I'm going to California. Basically, that's why it's happening. And be with family and shit. Uh, so, but we are going to do another episode on Saturday, December... I'm sorry. Saturday, January 7th, 2023. So, Merry Christmas uh, in advance. <laughs> happy and, and New Year. Happy New Year to yeah. one and all. Yeah, we, we hope you guys, uh, or thank you guys very much for listening to us. We are now, you know, well over 100 episodes, and and I think we're coming on year two now pretty soon. I mean, time fucking flies, Aaron. What the fuck? Yeah, Mondo, the, the <laughs> universe is in a constant state of entropy, and life <laughs> is fleeting. All things come to an end. Merry Christmas, y'all. <laughs> Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening to our shit and watching our shit. We love you guys. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.